So we were talking a little bit earlier, and you're telling me that Hegel had a really interesting view of science. Yeah, a lot of people think, you know, science is science is science. But um, Hegel writing at the beginning of the 19th century, and Hegel being German, he had a different idea about science. Um, the German term, and I probably will mispronounce it, is Wissenschaft, right? Is something like this, Wissenschaft. And it, it, it's something much broader than what we mean by science. So, you know, we think of science like the scientific method. There's these methodologies that are fundamentally based on the idea of doubt, maybe falsification even, right. that, uh, you know, maybe we're going to build a model and, you know, different things like this. And what we're going to try to do is understand what's going on. Um, and we're going to use very specific methodologies and build a very specific body of knowledge that's where all the knowledge kind of has to lock together. So for Hegel, he saw knowledge is on two levels, right? Or Wissenschaft on two levels. So, so the first level is understanding. And everything that we think of as science and some of the stuff we consider philosophy, etc., would be in, in the understanding level. And that's the low level. For Hegel, there was a higher level that was reason. And so when he called his, his book, you know, The Phenomenology of Spirit, actually is uh, a system of science is what he describes it as. Hmm. Uh, he, he calls it a system of science, volume one, Phenomenology of Spirit. And the system of science, what he's talking about, is, a, is, is, is this whole like two-tiered reasoning system where there's understanding, but that's just the beginning. And then there's reason above that. And reason is this higher thing. But what he means by, by science and by reason is Hegel's philosophy. So his philosophy is science. And it's this higher level thing than just basic understanding. So everything that's going on at NASA, everything that's going on with, with all the, the best scientists in the world, that's just low level understanding stuff. That's not the high level reasoning stuff. When he writes The Logic of Science, he explains this as well. Um, so for Hegel, science basically means Hegelian philosophy, <laughs> which is sort of a... Uh, self-referential. Self-referential. <laughs> but this is a consequential yes. view, right? Right. It's, for Hegel, you know, he was creating a... He's a German idealist. He's creating a mm. systematic philosophy of everything. That's what the idealists are, were really after. And um, so he really did believe that his, his entire thing, which is you could break it down differently, you know, understanding and reason. You could break it down also as physics and metaphysics, if maybe you were Aristotle or something like that. And so he's got a whole metaphysical construct on top of his um, understanding of the world or epistemological construct mm. underneath it. So for him, the epistemology, the physics of the world, that's low-level knowledge. Higher-level knowledge is more metaphysical. So this gives him a whole metaphysics. Um, but you have to look at the consequences of, of ideas. And one of the consequences of Hegel's idea that his system of thought is, the, is science is that people who followed in his wake thought their system of thought is the true science. Mm. And so that's where you start running into people like Marx, who believed mm. that communism is the scientific way to order society. Right. It's the true science. Dialectical materialism is the scientific way to study society, the social sciences. Um, and in fact, that was kind of the ball that they moved. 
um, marks in particular. The uh, what is it in? I don't know it in German, but it, it translates to socialist science. Mm. The socialist science, um, and this is consequential because when you hear people, one of the things that Hegel is blamed for is is manipulating language to make words mean what he wanted them to mean, and uh, this is a thing that you see also with Marx, but you see it especially by the time we get to the critical theorists and neo-Marxists who were ultimately communists. They were critical of some of Marx's ideas, and they really went back to his, his more early uh, Hegelian ideas. And what they believe, you know, they, they have these manipulations of language like ideal democracy, which then just becomes democracy. They put the they put the adjective, and then they don't need to use the adjective after they say it a few times. Um, so, you know, ideal democracy is when there's no oppression and everybody can participate. When they talk about true science, when they talk about science, maybe they're talking about what we consider as a scientific method, but usually they denigrated that as positivism. Mm -hmm. And probably they're talking about what Marx considered science, the science of society, which is how you're going to use Hegel's dialectical process, his system of science, the phenomenology of spirit, you're going to use his system of science to produce the perfected society, the perfected ideas, the perfected culture, the perfected, um, I guess, economic system or whatever, scientifically. That, and, and when they say scientifically in Marxism, they mean in the sense that Hegel meant when he called his book System of Science, the phenomenology of spirit. So for Hegel, for Marx, for the Hegelians, the critical theorists, postmodernists, and so on going forward, science has a totally different skew, which is this idea that goes beyond, and it's not quite as true for the postmodernists because they're so critical of science, but it goes, it's this idea that goes beyond just what we consider as English speakers to be science. It's got this extra dimension where there's the proper ordering of society by what, you know, the enlightened philosopher kings, you might say, or busybodies and technocrats in application. And so Hegel's science is actually, his, his meaning of the word science is actually an open door to, to, to technocracy, mm. to rule by people who are authenticated by the state as experts, who are then going to tell everybody how to behave, how to do. And mm. that's the logic. When we hear listen to science today, of course, they are nodding to, whether it's about COVID, whether it's about whatever else, of course, they are nodding to the scientific method. It's blurred now. But at the same time, they will have in the back of their, the back, the, the background behind what they're saying, the ideas that, the, 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 you know, these, this statement is built upon, have at their heart this idea that science is this much broader process that ultimately means technocracy or scientism um, and letting that have control. And so mm. this is part of kind of my line of thinking now where it's if we want to be able to reckon with an empowered radical left, which we now have to deal with, mm -hmm. we have to understand it. We have to understand the philosophy. We have to understand its ideas because its ideas have consequences. And so mm -hmm. science is an important subject to me. Science is something that um, I think many of us would agree looking around the world right now is uh, more of a hammer than, you know, a probative tool. It's less microscope and more hammer. And that should be very concerning, I think, to everybody.
Well, and science and in the root of the the word itself, sciencia, you know, knowledge and the gaining of knowledge. And, and is that really what you would see was, first of all, Hegel's approach uh, was the gaining of knowledge, uh, the discovery of knowledge, or was it simply um, more of how he expresses his knowledge of his own creation? I, I just, yeah, am I getting that right or is... It's not really clear to me. Um, it's just that Hegel had that... Hegel refers to science a lot. Like I said, he calls his entire phenomenology a system of science. Mm -hmm. And it's important to realize that what he actually means is the dialectical process that he's describing for him is a scientific process. Mm -hmm. This idea that we're going to put forth, uh, you know, some idea, we're going to encounter some thesis in the world or from somebody, and we're going to then present against it its, its antithesis to negate it, to break it down, to take it apart, to challenge it, to disrupt it, to dismantle it. And then from that, from that process of breaking things apart, we're then going to put them back together yeah. in synthesis. Uh, because it's very easy to think that there's a lot more pro-science mentality to Hegelian thought than there is. Mm. Um, so when we were talking earlier about science and Hegel, um, that's really what I was trying to get into with you. Uh, try to, you know, it, there are a lot of very specific terms. We talked, you know, previously about Alf Haben. We talked previously about another term he used, which is moments. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand right. his thought, you know, you say, what, what this word moments where he says, you know, uh, what is it? The, 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 the ideal state has a number of moments. And mm -hmm. you're like, what does that mean? Well, and it, what it means is it, the, the word moment there means something very specific. This is, again, it's this kind of abuse of language, which always leads to an abuse of power. But m maybe it's just German also. I don't speak German, so I can't be sure. But moments in this case means a part of something that's uh, it's, it's irreducible, right? So mm. if we had, I think earlier I used the example of a water bottle. A water bottle is a plastic bottle with a plastic cap full of water. And so those are three components to a full water bottle. But we could take those components apart. We could pour the water into a glass, set the empty bottle down over here and put the cap off to the side. Those components mm -hmm. come apart. We could take apart a car. We could put all the pieces. We can take it apart. So those are reducible components. But if we were to look at, um, you know, the color of something, it's got hue, it's got brightness, it's got shade or whatever the, the terms are, you would know better than I would. Um, I don't I don't keep up with that. But you can't take those things, you can't take that out of a color. So it's a component of what color means, but it's not a reducible component. And that kind of gets to the heart of the argument that they have. It sounds like a silly diversion that we went into, but it actually gets at the heart of the argument that they have right. about science. Because what they go after is, you hear this very frequently, especially from postmodernists, but sometimes critical theorists, is the reductionist science versus holistic right. science. A holistic science is going to see things as made of what Hegel referred to as moments. Parts that can't be removed without fundamentally changing the thing. You have to think holistically now. Whereas they accuse Western science, Western epistemology, of being reductionist. reductionist and f taking the individual parts apart and trying to understand each one. And so um, it's actually kind of important to understand that, you know, when you start talking about systemic thinking, what's that, I mean, that's a, that's a form of holistic thinking. And that's where you start thinking about all of the integral parts of, say, a system or society or an institution as 
kind of, you can't reduce them down to the individual pieces. You can't take them apart and understand them. Data doesn't tell you anything about it. We can't go look at the statistics about police brutality or about police right. use of force or police killings. We can't look at those statistics because they don't tell us anything. We have, a, we have to have a more holistic systemic picture and then in which that systemic idea, you know, systemic racism is this idea that it's the system itself that has racism built into it by its operation. So you could have a racist system with no racists in it, mm -hmm. no people with a single racist thought, intention, activity, anything, but the system itself could be racist and could be operating in a racist way that produces inequitable outcomes that benefit some people without benefiting others equitably or in the same amount, you know, equality of outcome. And, uh, and that's usually what, when, when there's a reference to whiteness, yeah. that it's referring to a system a as system. opposed That's to right. an actual skin color. Right. Yeah, exactly. So whiteness is a system. Right. White supremacy is a system. Systemic racism. Patriarchy is a system. Capitalism becomes a system mm -hmm. that has not just, it's not just the theory of economics, it has psychological impacts, as sociological impacts. And if you try to reduce mm -hmm. it to its parts, you're now missing the systemic thinking. But what's this systemic thinking, this irreducibility, this holistic thing, again, first of all, that it ties the modern left thinking that way back to Hegel, who was talking and thinking this way, but it also makes it vague. It also makes it too difficult to um, be able to understand and tackle problems. Mm. Uh, so this is where you end up with a system of science that's phenomenolog phenomenological in nature. Mm -hmm. uh, and what it does is it actually empowers the people who claim to have that special insight. It claim, they claim to have the special access to understanding things holistically or systemically, um, or to, to realize that, as Hegel had it, that the state is composed of a number of moments, uh, mm. which means pieces that can't be separated and understood uh, on their own. They can only be understood as a part of the greater whole. Um, so, you know, our, our kind of general thrust that we've been talking about for a little while has been, you know, the general underlying logic, the engine, if you will, mm -hmm. of the, the vehicles of the radical left over the past couple hundred years, or maybe all of the left over the past couple hundred years. Um, and, you know, right now it's listen to science, listen to science, listen to science. And, but it's really listen to experts. And mm -hmm. we have to think in terms of systems and we have to have a whole system change we have to, you know, tear apart the system that we have to make room for a new system. Um, mm -hmm. What are they calling it now? Super capitalism, public private <laughs> private partnership. Right. You know, they have these words to it was in the in the book about climate justice that they said um, democratize democratize economic systems. Right. It's like it's almost like you know if people don't know that it's communism, it might work this time. Right. right. We'll call it democratizing economic systems. Right. Um, and this this whole thing, like kind of a big thing that I've been exploring lately is, you know, this all goes back to this guy, Hegel, who turned out to be one of the main inspirations for Marx, who then made this the engine of leftist thought 